Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. How about a niche that nobody really wants to talk about? Listen to this episode, see where we're going. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg. I'm a speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and I help businesses like yours sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hey, it's Alan Berg. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I have a guest on that I met recently at an event in Savannah. And he has a niche that uh, people don't want to talk about, but we need to talk about. So, uh, David, welcome to uh, Royal Restrooms. David, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, 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 thank you for coming on. And thank you to Jamie for introducing us at the Savannah Wedding Vendors event, because you have a unique niche called Royal Restrooms. Uh, tell me, what is Royal Restrooms? Uh, Royal Restrooms uh, was founded uh, in 2004. And what we provide is upscale luxury uh, restroom facilities for uh, events, festivals, uh, grand openings, uh, any type of outside activity. So you said luxury outdoor restrooms. So when people think of going to an event and they think of an outdoor restroom, we know we all think about this plastic box that nobody wants wants to go into. So this is not that at all, but was probably the 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 spark for this, right? Is the fact that nobody wants to use those. So what is a luxury outdoor restroom? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, luxury is kind of how we had to brand it. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, nobody understood what, uh, when you said portable bathroom, we didn't know how to phrase it. We didn't know how to introduce it. We didn't, you know, so the only thing that we come up with was luxury. Um, and luxury, really, we just put a fully functioning restroom that we're used to on a trailer. Uh, we came up with, uh, private individual stalls that, uh, that made it so that people could, Go to the bathroom the way they're used to. Um, so when we say luxury, it's uh, it's it's the same bathroom that you're used to. It's just a huge upgrade over the traditional <laughs> portalettes. All right. So where did this idea come from, and how did you get started with this? Um, back in 2003, I was at a Shakespeare in the Park festival in Forsyth Park here in Savannah, and I was taking my uh, I took both my little girls to the portage, and one of them was potty training. The other one was on my hip, 
and it was a disastrous experience. I had to hand one of them out to a uh, another patron out there, and I've got my foot propping up the door. I've got the other one looking in the hole, being like, "What is this? You know, why are we going in a bucket? Uh, there's no lights on." And as I'm watching one child uh, out the door to make sure somebody doesn't run off with Cece, the other one as I'm holding up literally pees on my leg it just, <laughs> and and at that point I uh I went home drew it up on a legal pad a little uh bathroom uh to put on a trailer I measured my half bath in my house and literally the confined space and just put it on a trailer and right. uh that's where we went uh my partner uh Robert um, I talked to him about the idea and we kicked it around. And uh, next thing you know, we have uh, created Royal Restrooms. And uh, it, it was a struggle to explain to people what we were doing. People didn't understand it. It was bucking the industry norms. And, uh, you know, here we are 20 years later, uh, got 50 offices nationwide. Um, still going strong and we're, uh, we're kind of changing the industry again. Okay. So uh, we're going to get to the whole 50 offices nationwide thing, but what were you doing, uh, at the time? What was your, your, your work, your business, whatever, at the time where you're, you had that, that incident. And, and by the way, Forsyth Park is beautiful. I was just over there, got some great pictures, but what was, what were you doing that you said, you know, my partner, Robert, we, we did this. What, what was your business? I was a commercial lender. I was vice president of the local <laughs> bank here in Savannah. And, uh, and um, Robert and I were fraternity brothers. He was, he was an environmental engineer. So he did, his company did a lot of my phase ones on my commercial real estate. And um, so he was just a, a really good friend, uh, you know, business associate that I, I, trusted. I like working with, I like doing things with, and, um, that we just kind of put this all together. Okay. Right. So, so you were not in the porta potty business and said, let's make this better. You, you just saw a need, which is one of the best things. You know, people, uh, you, you see a need, but you also had to kind of create the industry. Was anybody else doing this at the time? Um, so not, on the scale that we were doing it. Um, typically these, uh, what, what we put on a trailer was reserved for very large events, uh, you know, very large golf courses. Um, they were massive trailers, you know, 50 foot trailers um, that were traditionally uh, piped like a home. Uh, in other words, you know, it wasn't low flushing toilets. It didn't, they didn't have waste tanks. It was, um, uh, Kohler was doing some stuff, uh, uh, I believe, uh, it, but one of the first companies was American, um, and then black tie. Um, but they were not building small trailers. They were building large event style trailers. And so the concept that, that we came up with, uh, was small, you know, private party, small function, uh, didn't have an enormous price tag. Anybody could, uh, afford this. And it was, it was much more of a, of a platform that, uh, kind of revolutionized 
all the all the different events you know um yeah, yeah I, I remember um uh, my my son's girlfriend her parents have like 13 14 acres at their house and one of her cousins was thinking about getting married there and i said whoa, 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 whoa hang on now if, if there's a you know you want to get married at you know your aunt's house because you have these childhood memories or whatever that's one thing but they have an old farmhouse that has one bathroom <laughs> And you're going to invite 100 people, 150 people, 200 people. Forget about the fact that you don't have tables, chairs, tents, parking, or any of that other stuff. You don't have these facilities. And I think it's something that I kind of teased in the opening. It's the, something that nobody wants to talk about, but you have to talk about because you have to accommodate that for health reasons. You have to have these available. So so you say these are smaller. And I, I'm picturing the big ones you're talking about. I've seen those massive 50-foot trailers. How big is yours? How many stalls are on are on yours? Um, well, the, the stalls range, we, we start out with a single stall that is just one private stall, but our most common ones are, uh, two stalls, uh, which is one man, one female, um, or a three stall. And then we go to a four stall. Okay. And, and then um, the bigger ones. And what is the recommendation for people listening in here? So if you're having a wedding, cause a lot of people listening are doing weddings, they're doing events and things like that. So let's say you're having a wedding and you're having a five hour event. Uh, how many stalls per person per hour or whatever? How do you figure that out? Uh, well, there's there's a couple different uh, ways. Typically, rule of thumb is uh, is one stall for every hundred people. That that's typically been the the rule of thumb. However, when you when you look at weddings and stuff like that, the average it takes the average person three to five minutes to go to the bathroom. So if you're if you're assuming that uh, a 200 person wedding, you need at least three stalls. You know, anything under 100, I would go with two. But uh, for a 200, 250 person wedding, um, I'm going to tell you, you know, if you want it to be really comfortable, you, you need four stalls at, at, a, at a minimum four stalls because you don't want people waiting. Right. Um, yeah, a couple, couple of places you don't want people waiting. The buffet, the bar, and the bathroom, right? That's right. Exactly. All right. So, Jari, right. you can use that now. That's your three Bs. There, there you go. The buffet, the bar, and the bathroom. <laughs> you don't want people waiting over there. Okay. So, so you started doing this 20 years ago, but now you have, you're a franchisor and you have these franchises in, in 50 locations around the country. You have, I think you said about 28 or so people that own these 50 something franchises. Mm -hmm. Uh where did you, when did you get to the point? Because you cross into two of the groups of people I generally have on as guests, which is niching and scaling. Yeah. Tell me about the growth, right? So you started this, you and Robert started this probably with one trailer, right? Yes. We built, we built, uh, we built two trailers to begin with actually, because we didn't know what we were uh, really looking for and how it was going to be accepted into the market. Um, but we, we, we grew fairly rapidly um, at the at the very beginning. It was it was new, so um, a lot of my I would say probably over half of my offices have been with me uh, for at least fifteen years, fifteen oh, sixteen wow. years. Okay. Um, so when did the franchising start? Because obviously you grew locally first, and then mm -hmm. how did how did did somebody come to you and say, "Hey, I want to do this elsewhere," or did you go looking for franchisees? No, I did not look for anybody. They, <laughs> they came. They came to me, um, and they wanted to basically mimic the the idea. And they 
they, uh, um, so we, we basically formed a, a franchise company in 2008. Um, the first couple offices that we sold, we sold under license so that they could use the name and, and so forth. But we franchised it in 2008. Um, and, uh, we really did not focus on expansion. Uh, expansion has really never been a, a huge, um, motivator for us, uh, because we are such a niche business. Um, we tend to focus more on the events industries, more on long-term, more, um, I guess, to the clientele rather than expansion. Um, it's really been in the last uh, year that we really ramped up expansion. And it's not because uh, anything that we did, it's just because um, I, I I think people are looking for new businesses and new opportunities and they're wanting to get out of the, the corporate world and work for themselves. And, you know, we offer a great solution. Um, so other than the, uh, the, the product itself, right. The trailer itself, mm-hmm. uh, because I've had other people on that have done franchising and licensing and stuff like that. So the franchise and I've owned two franchises in the past. So I understand Franchise is about the system, right? It's not just about the product. It's about the system. So what is the Royal Restroom's system besides the product itself? Um, well, one, um, we were we were fortunate kind of first to market. First, to, okay. so, so we we have our, our name branded in. It's 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 really nice to see when you get uh, um, government works or, or um, proposals in it and it the way that they um, list a portable restroom is you need a roll restroom. So <laughs> that it's, it's almost like the toothpick, you know, or the, or the Q-tip. It, it, um, a lot of people associate uh, the portable restrooms or the restroom trailers as a Royal restroom. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things that we did is uh, we, um, we incorporated a lot from a, uh, corporate side uh, on uh, exposing um, or offering solutions to construction companies um, for business remodels, uh, stay in uh, handicap compliant uh, as well to, to be within OSHA standards. Um, but the other thing that makes us different is we're able to, to, to go to the hurricane conference. We're able to go to the, the fire conference. We're able to go do the wedding NBA show uh, out in Las Vegas, which uh, typically in our business, it's very um, small. There's not a lot of corporate uh, run companies. It's a lot of family owned. And so we're able to uh, pool our resources and really get uh, hit a much larger target market. Um, but the other thing is, uh, you know, by with our system, you're not going through the headaches of learning. Uh, I can tell you that owning a restroom company, there are lots of hiccups and mistakes that you do not want to make. Um, the, the cost of trailers are expensive and they can be messy and catastrophic. Um, right. So it, it's really in the, it's, it's, it's that learning curve that we offer. We offer the support, um, but we, we, we have the ability to 
uh, mass maneuver different uh, offices together to pool our resources at a much lesser cost. Um, so somebody doing something in Birmingham, Alabama, I can pull from Mobile, I can pull from Atlanta, I can pull from Columbus, Georgia, I can pull from Nashville, and we can make all that happen. Whereas maybe uh, a smaller event company in Birmingham, they don't have those resources to bid on that big of a job. They right. can't pull it all together. Um, and, and so that's a unique opportunity for us to, to, to do. Right. So again, it's the scale, it's the system. Um, and, and what you said, again, having owned franchises, it's the, your learning curve, you, you get there a lot quicker than if you're trying to figure this out yourself. Um, you've made the mistakes clearly <laughs> early on. You made the, made those mistakes. It's the mistakes not to make. You teach people stuff like that. So, so you're, you're at a point now you have uh, 50 different locations, 27, 28 different owners there. Are you looking to expand or they, people just keep coming to you? Um, we, we are looking to expand. I mean, it's our, it's, we're rolling into our 20th year. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we do want to expand and we're, we're exploring new opportunities, um, within our rental fleet, not just restrooms. Um, we've always had showers, but, uh, now we're offering some sink trailers. Um, we're ex looking at, some beverage trailers, what we call bar bar carts. We're also looking at some LED screen TVs, which are all event organized right. um, and event focused. So no longer are we just, you know, restrooms. Um, we offer multiple things that enhance your event. And it really doesn't affect our business model because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not changing the equipment. We have the same trucks, we have the same people, um, and we're already going to the events. Right. Um, so it just gives us another, another opportunity. Uh, you know, I saw the other day, I've seen a few of these, the, uh, the gaming trailers. Have you seen those? I have seen Yeah. Them. Yeah. I saw this one going by with all the, all the, you know, the graphics on the outside about all the gaming there and they pull those up and the kids go in and do their, do their stuff there. So, mm -hmm. all right. So what would you say is most misunderstood about, about what you do? Um, I think that the, you know, it kind of goes back to what you said about the whole shush, you know, um, people have this, uh, um, this theory that that bathrooms are dirty they need to be put out of they need to be put out of the way they need to be hidden they you know it it's just a uh, it, it's something that i think that the you know sometimes and I, I i hate to say it but the event organizer places that in the in the mindset and they kind of plan for the the restrooms to be out of sight when the the restrooms really you know they affect the whole flow of your event right. um and uh it's i'm not saying a restroom needs to be front and center but <laughs> you know that's that's a huge thing everybody goes to the bathroom um, well we, again but you're talking about an outdoor event and yeah. if people are dressed up for this outdoor event which means you know potentially a lot of people in heels and things how far do you want to walk to go to the bathroom you don't want to walk far right exactly and what i mean how many times does your wife the first thing she's at where do you think the bathroom is where's right. the bathroom people yeah. 
you know, um, you've got the terrain, you've got lighting, you've got uh, grandma with the, with the cane, you know, you want these things close. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that, uh, that I believe that most people have put our restrooms or restroom trailers out is because it's a big white box. You know, it is a little bit of, you know, it looks like a cargo trailer in this beautiful setting that you've created, which goes back to what we're rolling out with our vintage restroom trailers. Um, it is a slick, you know, um, mirrored stainless steel uh, exterior that truly blends into the background. You don't even necessarily know that the restroom is there um, now. So it's, it's not just pretty and nice and comfortable on the inside, but the exterior uh, almost mirrors the surrounding. Um, so it, it really, uh, it can almost be a focal point. Um, because it is, it's a gathering spot, just like your buffet and your, and your bar. Right. So these are fully self-contained. You have, I guess their own power sources and everything, right? You can just drop these anywhere. Um, so we can, they do not have their own power source. We can provide a generator. Um, but typically because they're, uh, they're, Air, they're climate controlled. They have air conditioner or, or heat or something like that. It generates a little more power than what solar can provide. Although we are experimenting with battery uh, generators as well for like when we're using the movie industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's becoming more and more popular. Nice. Nice. So um, who is typically hiring you? Is it the client? Is it the event planner? Or who, who is who's hiring you? Uh from, you know, it depends upon which industry you're talking about. If it's from a corporate standpoint, uh, nine times out of 10, it's from uh, some type of construction management company. Uh, but for weddings and stuff, I would probably say it's about 60% the event coordinator and uh, 40% is uh, usually the bride or the groom. Um, you know, where they're planning their own. But uh, most of the event planners are the ones that really put everything together. Um, and from a festival standpoint to uh, any other type of, a, you know, major event or organization that's going along. So uh, what what's the difference between the event planners that get it and the event planners that don't get it, that if they're listening, you'd like them to to, to understand? Um, one that we don't necessarily have to be hidden. You know, okay. a lot of event planners, they want to push us way off, uh, off to the corner. Um, and it, it goes back to, they have this image that a bathroom is dirty. Well, if you've rented restrooms and they smell, then that company is doing something wrong. Okay. These should not, uh, you know, it, th- these should not be, I guess, unpleasant. Right. Well, you said it, it, you you modeled it after a bathroom. So if I was to go into a stall at at your, at a Royal restroom, is it just like a white box in there or is there any decor? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there's, there's, uh, you know, there, there's decor, different models have different things. A lot of our trailers have uh, white uh, interior, but uh, we have pictures on the wall. We have, uh, we actually have our, butter mints on the countertop. We have uh, some flowers as well, but it's solid surface countertops, you know, raised sink bowls. 
Um, you know, uh, but some of our trailers uh, are all decked out. I mean, um, you know, we have uh, some of them have golden interior. Some of them, uh, even a few of our trailers have little fireplaces in them. Um, <laughs> so it, it's you, you can you can scale it out as 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 high tech as you want. But uh, the the bulk of people, they just want something comfortable. They want they want to be comfortable. They want to be able to move in it. Um, you know, they want to be able to 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 see themselves in the mirror, um, and and go to the bathroom and and kind of comfort. Right, and then you can just leave, and all of that goes with it. And like I Absolutely. said, there, there you go. So um, we're going to put this into the show notes if somebody wanted to get a hold of you. Somebody's listening and going, "Oh, there's a bit business idea for me." Um, or if they're a, a planner or somebody and thinking, hey, wait a minute, I need this for an event that's coming up. So I'm going to put it into the show notes. But what what would be a way for people to find out more? Is there a website? Uh, sure. You can go to um, royalrestrooms.com um, or you can inf- uh, email us at info at royalrestrooms.com. But our, our websites have uh, all of our office locations uh, with direct uh, email links and phone numbers. To, to each office in, in each area. Uh, from a franchise standpoint, um, you know, you can get the information right there as well on royalrestrooms.com or you can email at franchi- franchising at royalrestrooms.com. There we go. And we'll put all that into the show notes as well. If anybody didn't write that down, you'll be able to go we'll click right on the link over there. So uh, if, if, if there, somebody's looking for a business idea or somebody needs this for an event coming up, those are the two ways to do that. But this is, I, I love stories like this where you saw the need. I, I'm sorry it had to be your daughter peeing on your leg, but <laughs> you saw the need and, and there was the uh, the impetus for this. And then you just ran with it. And I've always said the people that succeed are not the people with ideas. It's the people that take action on those ideas. So David, thank you so much for joining me on this. I really appreciate it. I hope people got, got some ideas here for either their own business or for uh, maybe uh, picking up one of these. So uh, absolutely. All right. Happy to happy to help, and uh, I appreciate everything uh, and you having me on, Alan. All right, terrific. You. Thanks. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a topic or for a guest, you can do that with Ask Me Anything on the button at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me do sales training or speaking for your group or association, and that could possibly be for free, we have some good ideas, contact me at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and hearing your suggestions. Thanks.